I'm, I, I, I changed my mind in the middle, and I'm, I'm going to – one of the uh, – somebody on the text line made me think about this. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. The biggest reason that uh, I fear that we are going to be in a kinetic situation at some time, and I mean I'm actually preparing for that, you know, to a certain degree. Um, the the biggest fear I have is that the left, I know what the left is going to do. They're going to fight hard to destroy your freedom. And we expect the right to try to preserve that, except they're not. Republican Party is milk toast. 2022 should have been a, it should have been a red tsunami. And it wasn't. And it made me think, you know, before there was Carl Rove, there was Lee Atwater. Native South Carolina. Died in 1991 at age 40 from brain cancer. This dude was a brass knuckles political brawler. Al Davis, when he owned the Oakland Raiders, he had one mantra, just win, baby. And that was Lee Atwater's thought process. And he was not afraid to resort to tactics that would have many of today's faint-hearted Republican consultants smelling the salts, you know? In a 1980 congressional race where he advised incumbent Floyd Spence, he looked for a very clever way to reveal that Spence's opponent, Tom Turnipseed, had been a psychiatric patient. So, he was going to plant a fake reporter at a press conference when the plant, where the plant said, we understand that turnip seed has undergone psychiatric treatment. And Atwater told reporters that turnip seed had been hooked up to jumper cables referencing shock therapy. And Floyd Spence won. So then Mr. Atwater went to Washington where he worked as assistant to political director Ed Rollins in the Reagan White House. Rollins wrote a book called Bare Knuckles and Backrooms My Life in American Politics. And he described Atwater as a ruthless person who just had to drive in one more stake. He would be winning, he would be winning, and he would know he was winning, and he still would pile on. In the 1984 re-election campaign against Walter Mondale and Geraldine Ferraro, he turned his attention to the financial background of Ferraro and her husband. Now, Reagan won in a landslide. It was unnecessary for him to do this, and yet he did. And he did make a difference in presidential politics. The difference in 1988, he was as campaign manager and vice president George H.W. Bush's White House race. A key issue in the campaign against the Democratic nominee, Michael Dukakis, was crime. So he painted Dukakis as soft on crime. Like Da Vinci, he painted him that way. He had, Dukakis had inherited a policy of weekend prison furloughs for first-degree murders, and he vetoed a bill passed by the legislature that would have ended that practice. So they made a TV ad for this. <laughs> and it was produced not by the Bush campaign, but by an independent group called Americans for Bush. And this featured convicted murderer Willie Horton, a you know, black man who was kidnapped and tortured a couple of while on furlough. So... With Atwater's approval, they ran a Willie Horton ad of its own, but without showing the photo. 
And he made Willie Horton Dukakis's running mate. Another ad showed criminals going in and out of prison through revolving doors. And this combined with other issues, including questioning his patriotism for opposing a law to mandate the Pledge of Allegiance, helped Bush overcome a 17-point Dukakis lead to win by eight. Atwater said he would strip the bark off the little so-and-so. That's not what he said, but I can't say what he said. And there are many that believe, and I am one of them, that if Lee Atwater had lived... There would have been no Bill Clinton. Not, you know, I believe that Bush would have had a second term if Atwater had lived through to that campaign. Now, after after Bush was, uh, after he was elected president, Atwater became the chairman of the RNC. Can you imagine him at the hill of the Republican National Committee right now today instead of Rona McDaniel? Rona McDaniel is more concerned about her makeup before she gets on TV, then she is about, uh, you know, then giving the party a strategic facelift. We need, the, the thing about Trump, the thing about Trump is that Trump is one of those brass knuckle kind of guys. Look to the other guys that are on there right now, second through whatever it is, second through seventh or however many's on there. Which one of those is going to bring the brass knuckles? Because that's what we need. So, if you're a Republican and you cringe at the thought of using Atwater-like tactics against today's Democrats, you know, to paraphrase Barry Goldwater, ruthlessness in the fight for victory is no vice, and meekness in the pursuit of votes is no virtue. Do you think the Democrats aren't being ruthless with their tactics? I mean, if you think that, just ask Donald Trump. I believe that if we don't win the White House this coming year, that we got big, 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 big problems. Can't say it, but I, you know, I just about did. Barack Obama spoke of a fight where we bring a knife and they bring a gun. In the last three elections, they brought a bazooka and we brought a pea shooter. There's no longer a need to play nice with these guys. It's not, you know, the, the, this. We need victory. Now, Lee Atwater would look at this. He would recalibrate everything. He would cut the fat and he would go in and he would start steering in the right way. He would look for the weakness. One of Lee Atwater's right-hand men, he's still here in, in, in the upstate, Rowan Garcia Quintana. Rowan had that same ten has that same tendency, but because he brings the brass knuckles, a lot of people don't want to deal with Rowan because he's just so unnice. But he's also a winner. If I were going to run for office today, I would I would ask him to be my consultant. I don't think he does it anymore. I think he's retired now, but I would ask him to be my consultant. Because he knows how to do it. And the other thing he knows how to do. While he's out there looking, this is called opposition research, while he's out there looking for the weakness in those candidates, and we're going to exploit them, he knows they're looking for my weakness too. So he, he and I, and this this is coming from his mouth, and I'm going to, you know, I, I don't remember it word for word. Um, 
I've got to sit down to him and I've got to bare my soul to him. I've got to tell him everything I've ever done. And then he's going to prepare for that because if I tell him and it's not, it's knowable, then he knows they're going to find it. So we got to be ready for that. And we'll be ready for that. And that's how winners think. They get out there and think, okay, what's our weak point? We got to defend the weak point. What's their weak point? We got to attack the weak point. That's the Atwater way. When Rowan, Rowan was very instrumental. A lot of those guys that got elected during the Tea Party time, Rowan was behind a bunch of them. He he was he was steering a lot of those things. That kind, and we did away with that. Nobody wanted to use that anymore after the tea, after twenty ten. Everybody got out there and they were like, you know, he's just so abrasive. He's just so this. He's just so that. No. He's blunt. And he's he you you have no. There, there's no vagueness, no, nothing opaque. And he's he's a very fervent patriot of the United States, uh, you know. Like me, like him, we all have our flaws, right? We all have our flaws and everything. And the, the, the difference between a winner and a loser is the winner learns how to win with what he's got, flaws and all. Coming up next, it's going to be Dewey Lemons from Dewey's Pawn Shop, 2A Tuesday. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. It is a... I knew my guest was a was a go-getter even when we were in junior high school together back so many years ago being bussed into the uh, you know integrated school joining us now from Dewey's Pawn Shop is Dewey Lemons how you doing today sir there he is there, are you there now yes sir I'm here okay good okay yep I and how's Fred you. how is Fred doing oh he's doing good doing good outstanding getting on, getting on up there he's doing good shout out to Fred well, still going to yep. He goes to the gym more than you and I combined, doesn't he? He goes to the gym pretty regular. That, yeah. that keeps him going. There you go. So, uh, my understanding is you got a lot of black rifles right now. Man, we are loaded down. I told him this morning, I said, put a, we actually put on our front sign out there an AK-47 for 569 and a, an AR-15 for 349. See, and, I mean, and we're, uh, we're trying to move them out. We got yeah. so many of them, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the Minuteman rifle, and for that kind of a price, is a three four is a three hundred forty nine dollar rifle is with the market pressure that's on the on that particular segment. Is that still that would be a mil spec gun, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a it's a, it's a regular AR fifteen. Yep. You got magazines and stuff to go yes, with. Yes, sir. Well, we got plenty of magazines for all the ARs, but we got. I mean, we got them from every. You know, we got H and I got H and K out there. I got Arrow Precision. I mean, Colts, Rugers. I mean, we got every kind of AR. It seems like they make out there. We got so many of them. I I can't keep up with them. What you about know, the I, now the AK? Who's making the AK? Is that Century or Arsenal? I don't Arsenal know who or? makes it. I don't know who makes that AK. I just said I said get an AK out there and get it priced for five sixty nine so we can move some out. We got too many of them. You know, you know, I I don't um. I ain't a big on them assault weapon things. I, I like more hunting rifles. So I, these other guys who work for me, they're big into these. They know all about the ARs and the AKs and all that stuff. But 
I know when we got too many of them because they take up too much room. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, I mean, this is the time right now. Anybody that doesn't have an AR-15, uh, you should have an AR-15, and this is the best time to go buy it because right now the market for AR-15s, I'm not going to say it's cratered, but it, they are definitely priced to sell. They're they? down. Yes, yeah. AR, ARs have really come down in the last four or five months, big time, and they're fun to shoot. I mean, you know, I've shot them a, a lot. They're great. Um, I've got one set up just for you know calling in coyotes and shooting coyotes. They're they're fun to shoot, and but um, I'm yeah, being we asked, are overrun with them. We got too many of them. We need to move them out. What is the brand of the AR for three forty nine? I am not sure. I think it might be a Diamondback. Um, but I don't know for sure. We got so many different variations out there, and I think there's several of them. But um, and and the other the same way with traders or other store, we got too many firearms over there too. We're trying to move them out. It's it's deer season, you know, and right. here we are covered up with a bunch of AR-15s. But I mean, we got deer. I got a seven mag out there on the rack. We priced it down to three sixty nine, and it's wow. scoped out and ready to go. So I'm being asked on the text line, what was the price of the AR-15? Is that a complete ready-to-fire rifle? It's a Diamondback yes. Yes. for $349. All you yes, need sir. are the magazines and the ammo. Yep, yep. And, well, it's and got yes, a magazine it is that comes with it. It's not a part. No, That's it ain't a, a part. It's just got the magazine with There's it. a lot of lowers that cost more than $349. Oh, there's yeah, a lot of uppers sure. that cost more than $349. That's correct. <laughs> Uh, I'm being asked to ask you about lever action deer rifles. Yep. Okay. We got them. We got 3030s. We got 35s. We got 3855s. Um, I think there's a 4570 out there now. The 444s. We got a lot of lever actions out there. Henry's, Marlins, and Winchesters. Which would be the bit? What would be the optimal uh, caliber to hunt a deer with a lever action? There's, there's, you know, there's not one that's the the best. You know, it's they make a. I mean, there's one out there in a six five Creedmoor, even Henry. You know, and and I've got um oh I've got some Brownings. I got a Browning down there in two forty three. I think lever action. So they're um they're all good calibers. You know, especially if you make a good shot with it, anything I do it. But um but the thirty thirty is still the most popular lever action there is. Well, they want to know where to find. Do you have thirty thirty ammo? Oh yeah, we got plenty of thirty thirty ammo. Should yeah, be. yeah. So, uh, what about a twenty gauge ultra slug? I do not know if I have a twenty gauge slug gun out there or not. That's um, I got lots of twenty gauges, but I don't know if there's one in a slug gun out there. I'll bet you you do though, with as many as you've got. Could could be. Yep, we go through a lot of a lot of guns come and go that I don't know about here. It, it'd be a fun search to go through all yep. of them. What you like twenty gauge, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I love 20 gauge. That's a fun shooter. Yeah, it's a lot easier. You can shoot it a lot longer and carry it a lot longer than you can a 12. Um, I'm being taken to task on the text line because you referred to the AR as an assault weapon. <laughs> and uh, I, my, you know, it's okay, uh, it, are they not supposed to be assault weapons? Well, no, assault weapon uh, for in the political mindset is a made up term. Where they where they take they took they took all those guns and they made the, this is to evoke an emotional thought pattern. Well, that's I agree there. You know, you get a I tell you another good assault weapon is a is a ten millimeter Glock. You know these these high capacity ten millimeters now. Yeah. Now, buddy, if you want us if you want to assault, like I I got a couple of buddies that carry them when they grizzly bear hunt up in Alaska. Yep. 
they carry those high capacity 10 millimeters now to keep the bear from assaulting them. Yep. <laughs> Defense against the assault. Uh, I'm being asked, do you have something for youth? Nine-year-old deer hunting, something short and light. We do. Yes, we do have a few youth rifles still in stock. Yep. yep. A Marlin 35 Remington. Uh, I don't know if I have one of those or not. We had one last week, but I I don't know. I can't keep yeah. up with it. When Dewey gets guns in, they're not sitting around. I mean, you got a lot of guns coming in, but you got a lot of guns going out, don't you? we got a lot coming and going on a regular basis. Yes, we do. Do you have a three oh eight with a bull barrel? I do. Yes, I do. Sure do. Is that, is that one of the bolt guns? Yep. Yep. He's got, you've got a lot of bolt guns that are re I mean, we, we filmed one that had the beautiful stock on it. Didn't weigh nothing. And how much that was like, it, it cost like 360 bucks or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. We got, we got them starting out now at 369 right now. Yeah. Bolt so. rifles for deer hunting. We sure do. If you go there though, I mean, if you go to Dewey's or if you go to Trader's, um, if they don't have exactly what you want, you probably got something that's pretty close to it. Um, oh, yeah. I just, yeah, we do, get something. And a lot of times, if we don't have it exactly what you want, we can get it for you. And do you have any still, 35 Remington ammo? Yes, we do. Yeah. Do you sell thermal scopes? Yes, we have thermal scopes in stock right now. He has your, your, your optic selection is impressive. Yep. A lot of yeah. scopes. A lot of scopes. Binoculars. All. All kinds of all kinds of, for any budget, right? You got the yep. low, you got the lower end, and you got the absolute high end. And you're a bit, yes, you're a big Swarovski guy. You like that particular optic yourself, right? Yep, I like the Swarovski. It's a great scope. They're really lightweight. The glass is great, and you know they're just the service is hard to beat. They just they got everything going for them. So if you're out there and you're listening to this right now, and you want to be part of, by the way, my my my, uh, I'm putting together a little. Uh, patriot fire team that listens to the show so this would be called team hell no team hell no team hell no you know that's what we're saying that to the government anyway if you're if you if you want to be on that team you got to go to dewey's you got to buy a personal defense weapon a box magazine fed semi-automatic rifle 349 dollars there you go 349 dollars and it's a diamondback diamondback is a pretty decent brand it's a pretty decent brand. They're one of those guys that make pretty good guns that nobody knows anything about. Yeah. Somebody needs to call them and tell them no more people. No more that's people. Another, that's another slogan you need to get going. No, no more people. No more. No. Close the border. Do you have wow. any 270s? Yes, we got lots of 270s in stock. Looking for a first hunting rifle for nephew? Yep, we got so them. It, so if you need to be a deer hunter or you just want to join Team Hell No, you need to go to Dewey's. That's just all there is. I mean, you can you can you can get the you can equip yourself correctly there. What about five five six? You got five five six ammo? Oh yeah, sure we do. Yeah. So he's got the ammo, he's got the magazines that go with the gun, and he got the gun. All the guns ready to fire. Starting at three hundred forty nine dollars. If you, that's you know, if you want to go something a little more Gucci, I, don't you have oh, one yeah, in there that's like nice six thousand dollars or something like that? Well, we got some four and five six. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. So whichever price three hundred forty nine dollars to. Uh, you know, getting rid of the college fund. <laughs> All waiting for you at Dewey's and at Gun Traders. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining me today, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, and I appreciate it. And everybody come see us. We will give you a deal. We're rolling out some firearms nowadays. Rolling them out.
My regards to Trish, Fred, Kendall, the crew, Dewey's Pawn Shop. If you're looking for a gun, that's the place to go. Back to that four-day work week. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Indeed, indeed. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcasts are available on the free Odyssey app. Let's go to the phones. Robert in Greenville. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, Brother Bill. I got a question for you. Okay. You know, uh, Donald Trump was here yesterday, and he said that uh, we were the closest we'd ever been to Third World War. Well, originally... Biden uh, sent cluster bombs, Patriot missiles that got shot all to pieces, and then now has sent those Abram tanks, the ones that do 85 miles an hour, well, really not, good ones. Okay. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't know they did um, 85 miles an hour, but yes, sir? Yeah, from the Gulf War, they, I mean, uh, the Iraq War. Oh, yeah, they can fly. <laughs> but... Um, I wanted to know, since all this is happening and there's no more cover who's behind the proxy war, it's a straight out face-to-face now. Sure. And? What What do you see, you know, since you've got a lot more military experience than me? Well, okay, so my military experience would have more to do with uh, the actual execution of whatever it is we were doing, since we're not doing anything right now except playing this game of sending well, just enough an equipment. I think we should just cut ties with them. I think we should just give it up. I mean, Poland just did it. Poland was sending That's a bunch of stuff Poland their way. Poland, Poland has cut oh. ties with Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine right. is, I mean, right now, Ukraine, while Zelensky, Zelensky comes over here and whines and dines and then goes back into the combat zone. This is, right. they got a lot That's of money going awesome. in there. Nobody knows where it's going. And then it's a funnel operation for Biden. Yes, that's what everybody believes. That, that, that's what everybody believes right now. We, you know, uh, I, I have said and I continue to say we don't have a dog in the fight with the Ukraine. Russia right. is not going to let Ukraine be a satellite of the of NATO. It's not going to do it. So, in right. terms of what what Trump was referring to when he said we're as close okay. to the Third World War as we've ever been, was the fact yes, that we are playing explain. a proxy war with Russia. But it's no more proxy. We're face to face, Bill. Well, we're not face to face. Not not literally. We're not face to face. Yeah, sending the tanks in, and after the Patriots and cluster bombs that broke the Geneva Convention. Well, I mean, we we have we have we have been supplying arms to the world forever. During World War II, during World War II, when Churchill got out there and said. We'll fight them in the glens and in the dales and in the streets and in the villages. <laughs> then he had to call FDR and say, I have said we're going to fight them, but we don't have any guns. So they sent a half a million M1 Garands. And then as soon as the war was done, they gathered up those M1 Garands and threw them in the uh, English Channel. But really? we have, we, yes, we have, we have, we have been supplying weapons to the world forever. Well, 
I knew that, but Bill, we started out as a proxy, you know, supposed to be hidden. And China runs a proxy war, right? They, they only MacArthur understood we should have uh, nuked Beijing, and he got fired for saying it. But he seemed to be the only one who realized, you know, where Vietnam, Cambodia, yeah. all the good places were getting. Well, see, that's that, see that that comes from this is what happens when you get military men to speak because they look at things and they say, you know, right now logistically I could go do this because it's not about sending a bunch of rambos in there to do the deed. You got to have a bunch of guys who know how to cook. You got to have a bunch of guys who know how to do first aid. You got to have a bunch of guys that are specialists in supply, in fuel, in ammunition. You got to have mechanics. You got to have all kinds of guys logistically when they're in that position to do it. They say we should go do it now, and that's just what they say. So yeah. I understand that simple stuff. Yeah. But um, tell me this. Is there any point now where peace is even foreseeable? Between those two, I have no idea. uh, If Zelensky Zelensky wanted to get out there and make a deal, he could cut a deal and say, I won't join NATO, okay? All right. And that would stop it? I have no idea. Wasn't there 10 points by China? Beijing was originally offering a... A ten-point plan. Well, and I mean, the French also offered. The thing about so China, now, right? China. See, Ch- what what China wants to do is China wants there to be a peace because then they would go in there and offer to rebuild their infrastructure for a cut rate, which would it would fall apart because it's falling apart everywhere they've done it. But they call that the roads, the roads, and something else uh, program that they've got going on. But I mean. Combat and war is a very profitable business. It's very pro- they, they like to blow oh, things God. up, and then they like yeah. they spend money blowing them up, this and then they spend is. money building back. Yeah, but this one is a real cost. I mean, it's even burned us to our allies. Well, I don't, think I don't if 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 okay. So I mean, uh, as far as Europe is concerned. They can bite my fourth point of contact. Okay, if Europe wants to get out there and step up and you know and, and be the tough guys and everything, the only reason NATO held back the Soviet Union is because me yeah. and about four hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine of my closest friends were there during the Cold War, making sure that if they came over there, we would have uh, we would have uh, made sure they were obliterated. They never stepped up. Yes, so Europe, I mean, Europe needs to take their their defense seriously. They've they've tried to they've tried to make a deal with the devil, you know, and they're and right now they're you know they're reaping it. They made a deal with well, do uh, you with. See any possible way out? I mean, it's going to be confrontation forever, right? No, we just cut off. We all we're doing is supplying money, and 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 and, and no, material, and we cut that off. Material. We're supplying money and material. We cut that off. They're done. We're supplying just enough for it. We're we're not giving them stuff that would actually win it. They're having to come up with those things themselves. Well, they're going, they're going out to B and H photo and buying all of the little drones and then dropping bombs on people with these little drones. Yeah, they're 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 innovating they're innovating a lot of weapons, but I mean, Biden's not well, going to get out of it. Run it by you. Biden is not going to get out of it. I figured if anybody knew it, and doesn't this the sending the tanks over without congressional uh, support? Doesn't that violate his being able to call himself a wartime president? Well, it's he's the commander in chief. 
He can this, send troops, but he has to have approval from Congress after 90 days. Nobody's right? held him to account. Right. But, I mean, Nobody. right now the Democrats are in charge of the Senate. Just remember this. Anything they try to do against him is going nowhere right now. That's This is what happens with elections. I've run out of time, Robert. I appreciate the call. Elections mean something. They do indeed. I guess I just wasn't meant to even talk about that part. <laughs> you know what? The net zero Nazis, the clock is running out on them. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. All right. I was just looking up the M1 tank since we have very little time. I don't have the time to go into this uh, thing with Britain, and I really, really want to go into that in depth. So looking at the M1 tank, the M1 tank is a is definitely it is the number three ranked tank on the planet as far as destructiveness and survivability. It can withstand close proximity to a nuclear attack. Because depleted uranium is built into the, uh, they refer to it as the matrix of the laminated armor. It can withstand a uh, front-on hit from an RPG. But they only do 45 miles an hour, which is plenty fast enough in a, in a tank fight. You don't want to do 85 miles an hour. I would imagine, I would, you know, you don't exactly have really nice seats in those things. The other thing they don't have is air, air conditioning for the, for the crew. They have air conditioning for the computers on board, but not air conditioning for the crew. So, um, you know, we've M1 tanks. We're not the only one that has a tank. I think the probably the the uh, best tank in the world is a Korean tank. To be honest with you, no, it's the Leopard, the German tank, the two uh, A seven. And the Korean tank is the Black Panther. And then we come in third, then the Challenger tank of the UK, and then the Armada from Russia, the Merkava Mark IV from Israel, the Type 90 from Japan, and the Leclerc from France. <laughs> Here's my point about Europe in NATO. When I served in Europe in the 80s, right, we would, uh, the Bundeswehr, which was the, the German army, sometimes we would do uh, joint exercises. And I drove what was referred to as an M577, a command track. Except mine held communications equipment. And uh, they had M577s and M113s. We referred to the M113 as a coffin, which the 577 was also a coffin, because the armor was made of aluminum. You could take your keys and tap it and put little dents in it. So a, a 7.62 would perforate it and bounce around in it, and it would be it'd be sort of painful. But that's what we had, so that's what we trained with. And uh, I'd look over there at the Bundeswehr's complement of 113s and 577s, and these things would be shiny. The road wheels on the vehicles would be shiny. The tracks on the, you know, the tread on the tracks and the and the, and the rubber uh, road guards and everything that were on the tracks, they looked brand spanking new. And I was just thinking, you know, you, know, you guys got time to put armor all on your vehicles, really? 
And I mean, you know, the day to day in a me- in a mechanized and to my listener that's uh, from the zoo, he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, the day to day in a mech infantry unit means it doesn't really matter what your job is. You're taking care of the vehicle. If you're a forward deuce mortar guy, you're taking care of the vehicle. Scouts, well, they get they they dismount a lot, but they got forward deuce mortars too, so they're taking care of the vehicle. So, you know, we we would drop the track off and we had to change the track pads on it. That's 137. We'd have to torque off and on by hand. And I'm just looking at these German vehicles, and they never got used. They probably still over there shiny. They probably still you. We probably given them some more stuff too. We've given a, lot, given a lot of stuff to NATO. A lot of stuff to NATO. So, you know, in terms of... This is, you know, it's sort of like when you look at the way this game is being played. You got the Chinese and North Koreans and I guess uh, the Russians. They're all sitting there and they're, they're consulting with each other from time to time. But Putin is sort of out there on his own. I think the Chinese have walked away from him. And... uh you got these guys that are just looking over this like it's a game board. And a lot of the Western people, we are, you know, using using Ukraine as a uh, as a testing ground. We've discovered <laughs> that we can take uh, little man, you know, put put a couple of hundred killer teams out there with the uh, shoulder fired rockets and go hunting for the tanks. The tanks are not a factor in this right now. The Soviet tank is the worst design tank on the planet the magazine for all of their ammo is circular and it's underneath the crewman so if they drop a grenade in from the top like say with a drone they detonate and cook off all of the ammunition in the soviet tank and then everybody in there is basically incinerated and you don't have to go in there with you you can go in there with a sandwich bag to recover the remains so that that's what's going on right now. We're we're a lot of this stuff is equipment testing and all these other things. And can we stop it? Sure, we can stop it any time. But don't look for Biden to get out there and say we've decided to unilaterally pull out of this. No, he's he's friends with the Ukrainians. They do a lot of laundering for him. While they're up and running and everything, anytime Zelensky wants to, he could probably make a deal. A lot of reasons they're not uh, doing anything about it. Come see me tomorrow. If you're a first responder, a veteran, come see me at the Upstate Warrior Solutions, 770 Pelham Road. I'll talk to you guys later. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.